Hey, welcome to Fathering Our Future, the podcast for dads. I'm Anthony Vandegrift, and I'm not the perfect dad, but every day I am trying to be better. Thank you so much for being with me. This is the week that bears the day we have all been waiting for. Christmas is just right around the corner, depending on when you listen to this episode, but allow me the opportunity to extend a very Merry Christmas to you and your family. I hope you enjoy the day. I hope you've been enjoying the holiday season, but I hope the day is very special for you, your wife, your kids, and I hope you focus on being together. And I hope you would give some time and attention to the reason for the season, that being Jesus Christ and everything that he has done and continues to do for us. Put some emphasis on those two things, and not only would I appreciate it, but I know you will appreciate it in time, and so will your family. So again, very Merry Christmas to you and to yours, and I hope everything is wonderful for you. I know we're looking forward to the day. We've already been doing a lot of stuff, and it's a lot of fun, but since we're approaching the end of the year, I'm trying to keep my trend for the month of December and give you some things that I want you to reflect on and to think on in this closing month so that you can make some good resolutions for yourself as a dad so that you can be a better dad every day and make a huge impact on your kids, on your family, and ultimately on our future. So we talked about expectations and making sure we frame those properly. We talked about preparation and how it's not just something that you have to do when you're expecting a kid, but it's an ongoing process that is a part of fatherhood. And today I've got this grand epiphany for you, and that's time. Now, I'm kidding. Hopefully you can catch the sarcasm in my voice, but I want to talk to you about time today because it's something that you have to think about. It's something that you should reflect on. Anytime you have this idea or you hear something and it moves you, it challenges you, most of the time it's not something new to you. Most of the time it's something that's just common sense that you've neglected to think about for a while. So I'm just telling you something that's common sense today. Time doesn't stop. Time keeps moving. Your task is to listen to what I have to say, but to think about time, to reflect on how you have spent your time and what you've done with it, what you've prioritized and what you've neglected, and then just make some decisions based off of that. And typically, we have a pretty good ability when we take the time to think and reflect on things, to make a good decision. So I trust that you will make a good decision as long as you'll give some thought and reflection to time. And look, time goes quickly. We all know this. This is not a surprise. Yes, time moves consistently at the same pace. It doesn't change. But because it doesn't stop, it just feels like it goes by so fast. And the tension that we have as men, as dads, is there's so much out there that's biding for our time. It's not just this 
question of, well, do I put my time and focus it on my family or do I focus it on my career so that I can make money? It doesn't just stop there. There are things that you probably like to do, hobbies that you're interested in that you try and give some time to. There are some other ventures that maybe you try to devote some time to. There are emergencies and accidents that you don't want to devote time to, but you have to, like, oh, I have a leak in my roof. Well, now I need to give some time and attention to that. Oh, I've got a flat tire. Now this is going to derail my schedule for the day, and I'm going to be playing catch-up and catch-up and catch-up, and you get the picture because you've been there, you've done that, and you'll be there again, and you'll be doing it again, and you know how it goes. Everything requires time, and it's like everything is trying to demand our time all the time. You know what it's like. And I know, you know, going back to that age-old question, well, what I do with my time? Is it money or my family? I've talked about this in a previous episode, so I'm not going to go into it in detail today. But you, you understand that we live in a world that requires us to have money in order to survive, live, and prosper. It's mandatory. And the reality is it's a harsh reality, but it is true. You absolutely need money to live, but you don't absolutely need your family. And I know that's harsh. And I know if you think about it, you'll probably say, no, there's no way. And yeah, I agree. But just from the outside looking in, having kids doesn't mean you get more money. Having a family doesn't mean that you make more money and that you're better off. You have to have a job. You have to put in the work. And there have been plenty of people who have said, you know what? I can't deal with the kids. I can't deal with the family life. can't deal with the spouse. And they just walk out and they leave and they go and they live the life that they think that they want to live. And eventually they get to the end of their road and realize, man, I made some bad decisions. And walking out of my family was one of them. That's what happens nearly every time. And if it doesn't happen, the person probably has some sort of psychotic issues But while there is that mandatory need to have money because money is what takes care of those material necessities, money cannot provide the immaterial for you. It cannot. It does not, and it will not. People have used the quote, you know, money cannot buy happiness. Money can (laughs) buy some things. Happiness is probably one of them, and you know, we'll get into semantics here, but you know, I would say maybe not joy. Maybe it can't really buy joy when you wake up in the morning and you're just glad to be alive, regardless of what your situation looks like, because you know, God's in control. I wake up some mornings and I'm like, hey, we got to find something to do because we got to make more money. But it doesn't mean I don't have joy because I've got God, I've got a relationship with my Lord. And so I've got joy. And money doesn't buy that for me. I've got a family that brings me support and comfort and love that money is not going to provide for me. If you have money and you flaunt it and that's why you get a spouse, it's probably not a good relationship. Uh, I know some people who have done it and it hasn't lasted very long. It's, It's not about love. It's not about the immaterial. It's just about the material when it's all about money. But you need the immaterial. If you want to grow and be a well-rounded individual, if you want to grow and be 
a man that people can look up to, who can be a role model for others, then you need those immaterial things like joy and love and contentment. And money, money can help with things like stress. Yeah, I mean, if disaster comes your way and you're like, it's okay, just let me swipe the card, no big deal. I've got plenty of money in the account. Come what may, we'll just we'll just charge it and we'll be all good. Yeah, it's nice to not have to worry about things when disaster happens and you can just pay whoever to come and fix it and you really not you really have no concern what the bill's going to be in the end because you know whatever it is you can afford it. That's nice. Money can help with the stress part, but money can't get you the things that you really need. And so it goes back to that question, well then what do I do with my time? Yeah, you got to have money, but I mean if you really want to have fulfillment in life, it's not just about the money and the career and the hustle. You've got to have time devoted to your family because that is going to be where you pull that true fulfillment from. Since we're talking about the whole money thing, it reminds me of when I got into investing originally. You you read these different articles, you watch these different videos, you see all these people, I say all these people, you see a few people who have successfully become full-time day traders, basically. And yeah, it's really enticing to think, oh wow, in just a few months I could be a millionaire and I could just be working a few minutes a day trading some stocks here and there, and then I've got everything I've ever wanted. Now, it doesn't quite work that way, but that's how it's pitched a lot of the time. And I did a little more research than that and kind of got into it. And I did more of the swing trading thing, but still it's short term. You buy a stock, say Ford, and you wait two or three days until you get that 5% return or 10% return, whatever it is that you've set, I want this return. You sell and you go find something else to do in it. Now, in hindsight, when I look back over how I've invested in the last three years, it's kind of gut-wrenching because there are a few stocks that I put some money into that I pulled a nice little gain from, but had I just left the money in there for two years, for three years, my life would look totally different right now. Uh, Things would have been so much better financially. I mean, we would have paid off the house, We could have taken vacations. It would have been great. There was huge potential, but I wasn't in it for the long term. I was in it for the short term. I just wanted what I wanted, and I wanted to get out and go find it somewhere else. And it's very exciting, the short term. When you go 30 days and you've just made profit after profit after profit, the long term hurts. Because with long term investing, there are days where you lose and you lose big. And it makes you emotional and you want to just jump ship and say, this is not working. I need to do something else. This is often what we do with our time, regardless of what you think you're doing. You're always investing your time in some form or fashion. It's either short term or long term. And there's a lot of people, just because of the way our culture is today, they are short term investors with their time. It is, oh, I've got five minutes let me watch some video by this influencer that I follow. Oh, I've got 
half an hour here before I have to make it to my kid's game. Let me see if I can hop on a call with someone and see if I can close that cell. And then, oh, the call takes an hour and you miss half of the game or some of the game or whatever it is. But you're always trying to take that next step on the ladder. When you get these different opportunities of time, that's what you devote everything to because you know, you just you want that next step. You're only looking one step ahead, two steps ahead. And you're not looking down the road to when I get to the end of my life, what do I want to say I've been able to achieve? How do I want to feel? How do I want to have impacted my family and my kids? What legacy am I looking to leave? Now, that ultimately plays into some of the short-term decisions that you make. And I'm not trying to say that you can't balance both or do both. Go back and listen to the whole family versus money episode, and you'll hear some thoughts on that. But the reality is, if you will be consistent with investing time into your family, I promise the payout is going to be substantially greater than the short term that maybe you're trying to do right now. Just Again, you're just you're hustling to make money. You're trying to further yourself and benefit yourself. It's a very selfish approach, but take long-term investing and think of it as you're always on time and you're always making your kids games. You're taking the time at night to read books to your kids at bedtime. You're always there for family dinner. Those little things that you are consistently doing That's the long-term investing that you want to be doing that's going to truly pay out at the end of your life when you realize, I have lived a wonderful life. I may not have taken every vacation that I wanted to take. I I may not have visited every part of the world, but I have a family that is rich, not just physically But spiritually, they're rich. Emotionally and mentally, they're rich because they are tight-knitted. They're together. They love each other. They impact other people. They have friends. They build good relationships. That's what you want when you get to the end, to know that you have left an impression on your kids, on your family. That's what you want, and you do it through the long-term investing. Yeah, there's days where it feels like, man, this is just not going according to my plan. Maybe it's time to jump ship. That's what it feels like sometimes, but it's that consistency. It's, it's just a day. I can't let today mess up the grand scheme. So remember that. And going back to what I said at the very beginning, time goes quick. Time goes so fast. And you know this. I mean, I just... I think about the other day I was walking through the house and I saw a pair of Frankie's old shoes and I was blown away that he could ever fit in that size of shoe. And we go out and we're shopping for shoes and I'm thinking, holy smokes, there's no way his foot is this big. And sure enough, his foot is already that big. I think about it with my daughter, Reagan, missing some opportunities. She had this span of time. It was like a month or two, but she was really into puzzles And almost every night she asked someone to do a puzzle with her. And honestly, in the two-month span that it happened, maybe it happened twice. Two nights out of 60. 
not something that I'm proud of. But, you know, I was too busy. I had to do things for me. I had to do other things. I had to do the short-term stuff instead of focusing on long-term investing. And the long-term is where it's at. The return of consistently placing little efforts of time towards your kids over yourself. Men, it will yield kids who call you first when they have good or bad news. It will yield kids who reach out to you when they have tough questions to answer. It will yield kids who will aim to pattern their lives after yours. And that should humble you. That should make you not proud of yourself, but to be humbled that you were someone of influence like that in your kids' lives. It will yield kids who love you the same way that you loved and continue to love them. And that love being reciprocated, that unconditional love, it's the best. It is the absolute best. And so enjoy the things that you have going on right now. I think about our youngest, Jojo. She's one. But it's so sweet and special to me that she finds contentment right now. In the morning, we'll be laying in the bed, and if I've got the right toy, she'll just lean back against me, lay up against my arm, and just fiddle with the toy. And I know it's for a season. I know it's going to change. Frankie doesn't do it anymore. Reagan doesn't do it anymore. But right now, Jojo is. So in the mornings that I have the opportunity to just let her lay back and be there with me, I'm soaking it up because I know it's just a season of time. And that's the thing. It's, it's just a season for now that I have to be with the kids. And we have this holiday expression that tis the season. It's the season where, yeah, we get gifts and we do lights and we do all that fun stuff, but we have an intentionality and a priority about being together with our families. We do stuff together. We get out and we are intentional about doing different things and going to different events and being a part of other things, but doing everything as a family because it is the season. I just don't understand why it can't always be the season. Yes, there's not always lights to go see in events that revolve around Christmas, but your community probably puts on other events. Your church probably puts on other events. You probably have friends who would get together and do other things with you and with your kids. There are things that if you will take the time to just think about, you can get out and do. You can go to the zoo. You can go to a park. My son wants to go fishing. He's been asking for a year to go fishing, and I have yet to take him fishing. The other day, literally, this was like four days ago, he said, I'm just angry. I was like, Frankie, why are you angry? He said, you have just not taken me fishing yet. And I was like, man, okay, yes. So, you know, there's different things like that that you can think about that your kids want and they want right now, but maybe they won't want those things in a year, in a few months. So, Let it always be the season where you are focused and prioritizing togetherness with your family. It doesn't just have to be one month out of the year. I think that's ridiculous. It needs to be all the time. This is what you have to reflect on in regards to time. Don't just make priorities about being with your family in one month of the year. Think about it and reflect on it and make a resolution in 2022. 
how can I be more intentional about spending time with my family, about prioritizing time with my kids? That's what you need to do because those those wonderful little sweet things that you get to do with your kids when they're little, they're going to change and those things will be gone. And it doesn't matter if your kids are young or old. Because here's the, here's the bright side. As all those times pass, there's still new opportunities that arise constantly because time just keeps moving. So it's never too late to change. It doesn't matter if your kids are young. doesn't matter if your kids are old. Here's what I want you to do. I don't want you to focus on what you may perceive as failures. I want you to look forward to all the time you have left. If you're listening to this, you have today. You have an opportunity today to get home or be home or whenever you're with your kids, really be with your kids. Take them out to do something. Maybe you haven't just taken your son out in a while to the yard to play catch, to play soccer, to throw the football, whatever it is. Maybe you just haven't gotten out and gone to a park or gone out back to your play set and pushed your kids on the swing set. It's little things like that, dads. They are game changers to your kids. This is what I'm asking you to think about. This is what I'm challenging you to do. Don't focus on time that maybe you missed, maybe that you feel that you wasted. Look forward to the time that you have right now. Maybe you never took your daughter on a daddy-daughter date while she was little. So what? I bet if you called her or texted her and asked her, hey, would you like to get lunch or dinner and give her a day? I'm sure she'd be so happy to go. Maybe you never taught your son all you know about cars. So what? Why don't you offer to help him change his oil or something? Take the opportunity to show him a thing or two. You can't be so sad about time missed that you don't look forward to the time that's left. Don't view it as time to make up. Just view it as time you have to be a dad. But if you still have kids at home, don't miss out. Because you have a tremendous opportunity to do so much while they're young, so much while they're still under your roof. Don't waste that time. Make family a priority and be intentional. Because time should be a gift. Don't turn it into a regret. This is Fathering Our Future, the podcast for dads. I'm Anthony Vandegrift. Thank you for listening, and I hope you'll join me next time.